0: So, apologies for anyone who has been patiently waiting on this. Here, we experienced some technical difficulties, um, and as you can see, I'm probably in my kind of different room here, so I'm still trying to adjust my my uh, video and stuff. But yes, we eventually got here, Michelle, didn't we? We
1: did.
0: <laughs> we thought the problem was you, and a quick, mm-hmm. um, a quick sort of uh, terrestrial physical um, reaching into to that kind of network rather than the astral. And God is a lovely person who sorted out our issue. The problem lied with me this time, folks. So apologies for that. But you just yeah, never know. <laughs> I, I know. We, we never know what's going to happen, Ernie. Um, yeah, like uh, probably like yourself. I used to um, really uh, let that play in my emotions and really kind of get frustrated and, and flabbergasted, I think is the word yes. I'm looking for there. Um, about these situations but now i, I mostly take them on my stride and i don't get stressed about them because we were just talking about there it must have been some sort of intervention is that the way this didn't happen who knows <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah you just never know spirit may be saying you know you've just got to relax and it will be okay
0: yeah we we don't know like um there are many times um and we're not going to run on about this here but there's many times like we get delayed in traffic or we can't find something you know and it keeps us back from doing something and um like uh i'll just talk about this very briefly because i do want to introduce you um we took a break um and, and decided to stay in a lovely country house maybe about f- 30 40 50 minutes drive away from here got down there a few hours too late so i was kind of like well that's kind of our day We that i wanted to spend most of the day exploring this place and thing anyway because we were so late we 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 um decided to go out for something to eat but that was later again than what we had planned and we decided to take a car and the host had said you know like if you want us to pick you up and stuff and I said no it's okay so when we were driving there we seen a um a very bad accident oh there was police cars and um, cordoning off the the time there was multiple ambulances and there was a helicopter in order to airlift the the people who were in that accident to safety so it seemed to be a very bad kind of accident and um i guess you know I'm not quite saying that it might have happened but there's a possibility that if we had of got down there those few hours earlier mm-hmm then potentially, you know, we could have been involved in that accident. So I guess there's always a reason, you know, for
1: Absolutely. It.
0: And th- there is more to that story. It's a lovely wee story, but I'm not going to get into it about um, how we relate that to, to the person stuff and what we kind of find, but maybe talk about it after anyway. We're here to talk about you, never mind
1: <laughs> oh, me. No. Oh, no, we're here to talk about you as well. It's a team effort.
0: Well, you're right, it is. But, you know, I'm the host and you're the guest, so... Yes. I'm playing around the rules. We're talking about you. We're talking about you, Michelle Henderson. Michelle Henderson is a medium. Second medium, she is a former teacher. She is an educational diagnostician. I'm so glad I got that out. Um, Behavioral analyst for for over 30 years. She's also an author um, of, I've completely forgotten the book. Um, Let me get it now. Let me get it. It is... um, Oh my god, virtual
1: nurturing, virtual nurturing
0: for intuitive, intuitive children. children. Yes, there you go. that was all that drama. That's <laughs> okay, virtual nurturing for intuitive children. Brilliant, fantastic book, really enjoyed it. And we're going to talk about that today. And um, she also has her own website, her own YouTube channel. And I actually thought you'd only created three YouTube videos, um, when I was kind of looking at them, so I kind of liked all three. And when I went back in and looked at them again, I went, How did I not see all of these before? You've like over. 50 videos or something like mm-hmm. that before, so I'm slightly uh, disappointed or slightly annoyed I, I didn't come across them. So I was only able to look at the kind of most three or the three most big ones. Um, but on top of that, you're also a heater and a speaker. Um, so that's quite a uh, quite a mouthful there. Um, for anyone trying to to um to get into kind of what you do. Um, but I guess uh. You've only sort of really come out as far as I'm aware as a a, um, psychic medium um, in the past year or maybe two, isn't that right?
1: It's exactly right. Um, it, right when COVID happened is whenever I came out of the closet as a psychic medium. Of course, I you know, of course, I knew all these years that I was, but it's one of those things that you don't talk about, especially in Texas, the Bible Belt of the United States. <laughs> and so, but it really happened in the twenties. I knew that I had I had a spiritual awakening, and I knew that I had that psychic ability and also mediumship. And I went to actually a psychic medium that helped me, you know, embrace it. And so um, I understood exactly what it was happening, but it was not time for me to use it in my life. So I, I used it when I worked with children. But yes, yeah, so when COVID came around, I just had this calling. I just knew it was time come out of the closet and so yes so it's been a couple of years and I actually came out on Facebook I thought okay this is my own you know my business channel I have you know followers I'll talk to them well you know like what we were saying there's sometimes spirit interferes and there's a reason for it so whenever I was talking about it and just excited about it explaining it I started seeing my friends on Facebook. I'm going, oh, I'm on my personal page. So now they know.
0: (laughs) But you know
1: what? It was meant to be. Absolutely. It It must have been
0: quite um, unnerving, I guess, because, you know, you're right. Like it's it's hard when you have uh, work colleagues or friends or family who really don't have kind of any idea of what it is that you do or what it is that you're kind of, capable of that's certainly true in my life you know i don't talk about this to anyone there's nobody in my family i really talk to They have a vague couple of hints that i kind of do this here but that's generally it and certainly none of my kind of um people that i've kind of worked with you know would would really understand that and it's it is hard and i've talked about this at length because um you know we know what we can do we know we have that connection with spirit but it's other people around us, you know, we're faced with that kind of like, well, you know, they're going to ask us to prove it, you know, that old one or say it's not real or, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's just easier keeping that part of our lives, just just personal to yourselves. And I guess also, um, unless you're actually going to do something with it, really at the end of the day, what purpose does it serve? If you're going to start okay. broadcasting around the place, it's just mm-hmm. this kind of look at me, me, me. So it, it is interesting that, you know, the way it happened for you, you didn't actually mean for that to happen. (laughs) I can't wonder what what the reaction was to
1: that. Absolutely. And what the reaction was, I was very surprised. I thought, oh my gosh, people are going to call me and and talk to me and say, all right, you're doing the devil's work. (laughs) I actually had a couple of people from church say, how cool is that? I want a reading right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, the people that really or friends of mine that are on my journey, they're, they're not so, they go, Oh, I'm not surprised at all. You know, they just knew and the people that really don't accept it or are fearful of it, you know, it was just like, they're not on my journey anyway. Yeah. And, it, and they didn't really talk to me, but it, you know, more acquaintances, you know? And so it's kind of like you start getting people in your life that you know, will really accept who you are authentically. And that's whenever I started taking developmental classes with psychic mediumship. I met all of these psychic mediums. And now I've got so many friends who are in the business that accept it. We understand each other. Uh, Now, when did you come out of the closet as a psychic medium?
0: Well, I was just actually going to get to that. I actually, um, actually kind of put my development on hold because um i was kind of involved in a church that um caters for that it's a spiritual church and um kind of in a, a an awareness type of environment and for progression onto what we would call circle you know a circle of people that mm-hmm. can kind of develop that but because of covid and all that sort of stuff it put everything on hold so What actually happened then is that everyone was kind of back to square one so those kind of two years that i would already devoted on my life it was kind of and i was ready to move on then you know i was ready to move on and develop it further and i found myself kind of back at square one again back with people who were just complete beginners and at kind of at that stage um i would say that my um, path diverged into doing things like this here um, but on top of that, as, as we were talking about, I kind of like, I don't think everyone can do it all, certainly not at the same time. And of the three things that I was developing, being a spiritual healer, um, involved in trance channeling and, and psychic sort of mediumship, I found that I was more drawn to healing and um, the, the, the trance development. I do really miss, I really do miss the, the development and having the opportunity to practice you know my psychic work and, and and mediumship but i i just i think it's in the future and i find myself so incredibly busy with doing with doing this here and that's just a whole other thing of so many guests and i never wanted i actually never wanted part of this here and um, doing videos and podcasts and blogging and all this but i guess it's just spirit leads you in a way you know I guess we have pre-incarnational plans and um, pre-incarnational things that we want to learn. But obviously when we come here, we completely forget all about that. So we're kind of reliant on a way and in, inspired to kind of lead us. You know, this is what we agreed on. So, you know, this is what you kind of need to be doing. Um, so it was generally, I'd say to my friends, um, when I created my blog, which has gone back about three years ago, um, that I just kind of mentioned that this is what I do, but I, I don't like to talk about it. I don't, you know, do anything public with it. But I do, I really do miss, especially the psychic work, maybe not so much the mediumship. I've never really drawn that much to mediumship, but I really do miss um, giving card readings. And I do do it, not again, but just not, as, as I said, um, an environment where I can have that kind of daily or weekly practice. So that's why I'm really interested in listening to your story. Um, And I'm just wondering, um, like, you know, how how long did you train or what was your kind of training in that? You know, because I've kind of mentioned mine. I'm kind of interested in finding out how you progressed.
1: Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that is a very good question. And, of course, it all started when I was younger. So I could always feel energy around me. I didn't really see apparitions, but as a child, I could feel people in the room and I could feel different energies. And when I would go to school, I was so empathetic that I was worn out when I got home and I was such an emotional child. I cried all the time. So when I became a teenager and a young adult, I started doing research on it. I was just really drawn to the metaphysical world. And I started learning more and more saying, you know, that is absolutely normal. What is going on? on and um and ag- again in my 20s i went through that spiritual awakening and i actually had spirit that would come and visit me and i started hearing the voices and i thought i am going crazy <laughs> so i found a medium in the area and uh she told me she said that that is called mediumship and you're hearing you know spirits trying to connect with you and at that time, I was not ready. But again, whenever COVID ha- happened, it was like, I w- it was time. It was time. So what I did is I got online and Lisa Williams was offering a workshop for nine months online. And it was almost like a developmental circle, um, which I love developmental circles, what you were talking about. Yeah. And I learned that online, you can feel that energy as well. And that really surprised me. But I think, yeah, taking uh, that nine month program and really finding out more about it's almost like tuning it. You know, like when you learn how to uh, fix a car, it's basically the same thing. You have that psychic mediumship ability and you know it. It's fine tuning your talent and your abilities and doing exercises. And so once you do all of that, it just kind of all comes together and you have to really embrace uh, the journey and the process. That's when the fear comes in, when you don't go, OK, I'm gonna. I'm not in control. And the fearful, the fear comes in. Right. So just practice, practice, practice. I took so many workshops. I took some workshops before COVID, before I came out just because I was, again, drawn to it. And um, I just felt like I was with my other people. (laughs) I felt at home with others and I could talk about it openly where I couldn't at work or at home. Mm -hmm. So once you find your group and you can talk more about it, uh, when I meet new people, you know, I don't come out and say, hey, I'm a psychic medium (laughs) Uh, because you don't know. Again, you don't know what their background and what their journey is. And I know that it, through my life, my personality, it's going to come through anyway. So uh, a lot of times I'll tell them, of course, I'm still working for a school district part-time. And then if they ask me about the other, I said, oh, yeah, I'm a spiritual coach. You know, I I have these ability, intuitive abilities. When you say spiritual coach, they go, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) But for some reason, when you say psychic medium, it's like, the
0: comes. Yeah, I think I know that that is because yeah. people, they're going to read my mind. They're going to read my, they're going to be able to tell what I done last <laughs> Thursday. I sat on the couch and ate that two bars of chocolate or something potentially, you know, what they think is even worse, really, at the end of the day. But we, but it doesn't happen like that, you know. No. It, it's down to free will you have to um freely give that kind of information or a lie because spurt will not come in and just go oh well I can't I know what you done last summer that type of thing it's <laughs> it, it doesn't work like that but you're right for anyone kind of um that you come across and you mention, well I'm a psyche medium you're either going to get derision, or you're going to get people who will kind of back away from it so yeah it's a, it's a really good way to to break the ice type of thing to mm-hmm. say well i'm a spiritual a culture a spiritual teacher and um, but you know you kind of um you you uh, well what i'm trying to say here is that you kind of knew that from an early age where my path was kind of different we both had an awakening i think that um there, uh, something about this time where well, we kind of know. but obviously there are more and more people awakening in these mm-hmm. last few years it really is um awakening off their abilities i i kind of look back on my life and go well it was kind of all in place you know the books that i was researching as a child and uh, the interests that i had and the type of personality that i had and you know potentially more stuff that i i've completely forgotten but because um i had no one to kind of tell me about it or no one to to kind of reach out to um you know i kind of grew up and went well there kind of is nothing you know i will have to push i never do anything anyway um, and it wasn't only until my awakening and um, i buried myself that deep it wasn't until my awakening where i happened to encounter a psychic medium sort of became friendly with him and find out that he was I was like Psych, huh? you know and <laughs> I'd, I'd heard of the term but you know somebody had to say to me like you know how many psychic mediums do you believe that there are in your your city or in your thing i would have said five and then an empty think are genuine i would have said one so i had no idea about that side of spirituality you know i i i knew what the term was but i didn't actually know that there was this whole world you mm-hmm. know living side by side with me that 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 was was i would grown up and kind of passed on so that was my kind of awakening and I think like most people who have awakened in these past few years it has been absolutely you know the growth has been exponential I guess with with opening up and getting in contact with spirit or those higher dimensional you know beings and um I'm just having my own kind of um abilities and connections and um probably like you I went through that kind of um religious upbringing and rejected it because they didn't find any satisfaction there and even completely rejected the teachings of it and Jesus and pff, dead on you know that type of thing <laughs> and now I, I've actually kind of went through circle so, oh, back to this deeper understanding of who Jesus Jesus Christ actually was and what he was about you know just on a deeper level than what is being taught in our in our religious organizations mm-hmm. So I, I found myself having that in common with you, too.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Jesus has always been my best friend. And I still embrace, even though, you know, um, the churches are very, very strict and abide by the Bible, um, I still embrace my background because, hey, that's where I came from. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I still, you know, back when I was little, I would talk to Jesus all the time and I'm going, he's my best friend. I don't see him as an angry God. I don't see him as an angry person. So he's so loving and caring. And yes, when you look at, you know, the different aspects of what Jesus was really all about, then you start going, ah, that makes total sense. He had so much love and light
0: absolutely and i i've I've done a few pieces on on and i've talked about um a connection that i feel that i've had um but again i I suppose like many people i don't know if this relates to you michelle i didn't don't remember reading too much in your book about it but um certainly like a lot of spiritual people they've been through a lot of trauma Mm -hmm. and through a lot of kind of hard times and i'm kind of no different and that's where i found that i developed this relationship with jesus and he actually plays or that spirit who we call Jesus has actually played a, a massive kind of part in my life. You know, felt a, a really personal connection with him and, and who he's about. And I've wrote pieces on him. I've ex- talked in my podcast about the universality of, of Jesus, that he's not just a Christian figure, you know, that he's revered in Muslim circles in Muslim teachings and, um, you know, Tansy went and learned in India under uh, Hindus and, and yogis and stuff like that. He's, he's, he's very well mentioned in Autobiography of a Yogi by Yogananda. They, they revere him there. Um, and even in all these kind of um, channelings that we, that we get from, um, from a number of sources, what we would call kind of extra, extraterrestrial or, extra, or higher dimensional sources, Certainly, in the things that I've read, they, they talk about Jesus as being the great teacher, you know, and it's because of his message of love. And they talk about obviously, you know, that we're talking about now this great shift that we're going through. He was talking about that two thousand years ago, so this is kind of what his teachings were. So it's just really interesting, and as I said, it's just opened up my eyes to, to 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 who he was, and kind of brought me back a bit full circle to to my to my um religious upbringing but just kind of looking at it in a different way
1: right right and you know and I whatever I do talk about the churches and everything I always have to remember you know and, I, and Jesus is no non-judgmental so I'm going to be the same way everybody has different journeys and you know have to learn different ways in different things because that's why we're here mm-hmm. and so that is one reason why I don't judge any type of religion or spirituality But I do think it's really important to have something, you know, that you know that there's a greater good. Because, you know, when you do go through those difficult times, you do have somebody or something that you can talk to or fall back on.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us then about your, um, because obviously you grew up, you know, having that awareness about you, having that intuition about you, you know, knowing kind of what, you, what you'd kind of known, you were a bit different from most other people. But then you got involved with um, with children, but through being a teacher, you mm-hmm. know, um, being an educational diagnostician. Good. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I've worked with behavioral and obviously seen many different kids. Um, and I know that uh, you work with autistic kids, mm-hmm. and you wrote a book called the Three Element S- Social Skill Programme and instruction drama and technology. And that's obviously before this. this mm-hmm. So right. Dana, could you tell us a bit about that?
1: Yeah. So um, so, I'll, yeah, I think it's so great that spirit really gives you what you need through life. And, uh, you know, when you're reading all that, I'm going, did I do all that? <laughs> you know, it does up. But I had the energy to be able to do it so whenever i was a teacher i really got involved with uh, diagnosing kids and helping children in special ed so that's when i became an educational diagnostician and there i just fell in love with kids with autism so then i started working with them in the social skills and my husband and i i through my research i said oh my gosh we have to develop a social skill program where they're doing video modeling because that's when the green screen just came out you know for the public Mm -hmm. and so you know i just loved working with the kids with autism and teaching the social skills and doing the video modeling okay and then it's just so funny how it just kind of step by step Then I became a behavior analyst where I really worked with uh, children and their families in the home. And um, I would work with the families and show them how to work with their children and how to get them to talk or some intervention ABA program. And um, that's when I really started, you know, um, thinking outside the box, thinking, you know, these kids are so spiritual. They bring us so much love. Um, but anyway, so right after becoming a behavior analyst, I really felt called to write this book. It was almost like it was channeled to me. And when I was doing research, especially with kids with autism, um, I could understand what they needed. It was almost like we were telepathically talking to one another. And I didn't know what it was at the time. And, and all of a sudden, when I was doing research, I saw that. And um, I'm trying to think of his name. William Stillman is actually a psychic medium who has been diagnosed with high um, with Asperger's or high functioning autism. And he talks about that. Yes, children can telepathically talk with you. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, that's exactly what happened. So anyway, I felt like the experience has really brought me in whenever I was talking to my friends about becoming a psychic medium all of them said that when they were a child they shut it down their parents didn't know what to do and so I kind of put I thought you know what I have the experience I have the educational knowledge to be able to pull this book together and I knew exactly what needed to be in there. And so the book was the objective was really to help parents if they have, you know, a child that's talking to someone who has crossed over and it's a loved one, a grandfather. um, Some parents will be afraid of it, you know, which it's just fear of the unknown. Right. So knowledge is so powerful. So that's that's one reason why I decided to go ahead and write the book. The book, it was time. (laughs) I kept being pushed. You've got to do this. And so it came to be
0: brilliant fantastic and obviously you you know you've incorporated quite a lot of that into your new book too which is a sort of guide for for parents who are kind of going through that type of thing which i want to get into a bit um and you actually i thought i was actually going to learn you something there with this kind of high functioning autism because i thought she will not know this here which is uh what they call autism but (laughs) obviously you're you're ahead of the game (laughs) you already know that (laughs) Yeah, so, and then you, um, you you started this thing in 2006, which is um, mm-hmm. IASIS, it's a non-profit, isn't it? It's teaching... Yes, social yeah, let me, let me, let me,
1: yeah, let me explain what the acronym means, okay, yeah. so Imagination and Social Instruction Station.
0: Imagination and Social Instruction Station?
1: Yes, so wow. what I was imagining it was a because I had a nonprofit business where we were teaching these social skills for children. And so they they were using their imaginations. They were using like improv, they were developing skits. So drama has a lot to do with social skills. because just think about it. A lot of our actors that are out there in, in movies or whatever, you know, the more script and the more improv that they do, um the more that they can handle different situations and that was the same with the kids with autism is through modeling and through watching themselves on video they could really become more self-aware
0: yeah yeah that's it like once again you've incorporated some of that in, into the new book as well mm-hmm. so yes just obviously fantastic techniques and things that um that, that are really useful for children and for parents and so um, after this year, you actually became you, um, an ordained minister in 2019, isn't that right, just before you, you um, became, actually came out. Yeah, I know you were satisfied as a spiritual advisor in 2021, but is that the same thing, an ordained minister? It's not an actually a religious minister? No, it's
1: no. No, it isn't. And, what, and um, so what it mainly just shows is that you are very spiritual. And I'm in the spiritual business and it and it also helps whenever, you know, I want to say taxes as well (laughs) so that, you know, uh, the tax uh, people know that it is a a type of spirituality. And I want people to know that I, you know, I am serious about that type of business and um, being in education. I always feel like you need some type of credentials. And so that's one reason why I also got that.
0: OK, brilliant. So let's talk about the book then. And as I said, I, I found it very fascinating. We were just talking about the book beforehand and I, we were talking about the different things that you have in it. And they're all like techniques and um, tips and, and uh, educational resources that I have actually done as an yes, adult in my own kind of spiritual development. Yes, and I felt actually like a child, like, oh, my God. But I guess that's just because... um. I think it's harder, isn't it? It's a lot harder to to teach adults than it is to teach children because children are more of a blank slate. They're more kind of malleable, they're more kind of open to that. Whereas we have all this lifetime of baggage behind us that mm-hmm. we have to undo and belief and disbelief, you know? and I, I remember when I went through my spiritual awakening, it was, um, I just got this massive... Um, rush of energy i had no idea what the hell it was i, I thought maybe i was hallucinating i'd take mm-hmm. I, this person that spiked me um and it happened a couple of times i just my eyesight was going blurry all these things and i didn't understand what i was going through until it was explained to me you know that this is spirit coming in and touching you tapping you awakening you mm-hmm. this type of thing and even at that it took a long i don't want to say a long time but it took uh, tutoring. It took hours and hours of listening to, you know, uh, to all this kind of stuff and, and and about spirituality, and it was kind of like, I don't know if I believe this or not, I really don't. And um, so it was kind of like this circle, and it was, uh, uh, it actually took a long time, a long time as in, you know, maybe weeks, if not longer, in order for me to kind of even become halfway or one foot across the circle, to going, okay, well, I sort of believe this. so. I guess that's because i didn't have that framework around me i didn't mm-hmm. have that structure around me and because as we've mentioned that i buried myself so much in this kind of physical reality that it was very hard to undo that conditioning mm-hmm. undo that kind of um it's almost as if you're brainwashed somebody is trying to undo the brainwashing that you've been through you know it's very hard to break that so um that was kind of what it is for me. And I imagine a lot of people are kind of like that, you know, that, that they've been through this thing. And kids are obviously very different. And I guess the earlier that you can get kids, then the, the easier it is to teach them.
1: Absolutely. And everything that you just said, I went through the same thing as well. So, yeah, you get that ego in your your in the way. And when you're doing an exercise or something in a developmental circle, it stops. Okay, and the energy stops Um, and you're not having that confidence in yourself where children are not at that point where they're judging it and it becomes an everyday life because they just came to this world. Right. And so they like you said, they haven't been conditioned yet. And so. What what I've done is, yes, I've learned a lot of those exercises in a developmental circle, and I put it where we can teach children. So I did it because what is psychic mediumship it is all imaginative. You use that part of the brain in the imagination to connect with spirit, because if the, you get that logic in there. You know, you start thinking, you start second-guessing yourself. But yeah, so I feel like if children start earlier, they will accept it. They will accept others' abilities as well because not everybody has the same ability, as you know. And so I think through the exercises, they can either use it or not use it because everybody's on a different journey. But whenever they get uh, visited by spirit, they'll know not to be afraid of it, and they will feel like they're in control. Because I know whenever I first started getting pissed, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not in control at all. But if you show these kids, yes, you are in control of what happens to you. Spirit is not in control, you are. And um, and I think through the exercises, the breathing exercises, the yoga, that all helps. Um, but, but yeah, and the crystal part of the book is also crystals for children. So I know that we, when we find a crystal, you go to the one that you're drawn to. But sometimes, you know, kids don't know, and so that's one reason why I looked at, well, how can crystals help children? Yeah. And yeah. how can these different and. I, know we talked about the breathing techniques um whenever you know an adult does a breathing technique it's totally different than a child it has to be more kinesthetic so it has to be more concrete so that the child understands and um and also whenever you do yoga you make a story out of it make it fun because if you know if you do it like an adult you know a child might actually hurt themselves <laughs> and, and and they're hyperactive anyway and it's like they're gonna go what you want me to do what but if you make it into a story and make it fun and talk about the different kind of energy they're going to enjoy it so much more
0: yeah and it, it really is it's so packed full of um uh, exercises and things like that there and and techniques for for helping develop and I'm so <laughs> I'm actually a bit um, jealous that, that that this book wasn't around whenever I was going through my development, because before I found that class, I was kind of largely on my own, and I wasn't getting the development that I, that I needed, you know, and there was, I, I was going, how do I, you know, how do I develop, how do I um, grow, you know, but not, I knew I was going through a spiritual awakening, but that was about it. I didn't know anything, I didn't know how or what to do, I didn't know anything about this. Um, I think there's times where you're trying to develop, you're trying to grow, you're asking to become more spiritual. I think we can overload ourselves with thought and we can it's like you can blow a fuse in your mind. And there's times where, where I've said to you, well, that's it. I'm walking away from this. I'm done with it all. Forget about <laughs> it. I come back to little old me again. That's it. Back to my old life and um even though i didn't have that um guidance really around me i think everybody can relate to the fact that um it doesn't last long that you're you're drawn back in once you're going through this process you can't put the jack back in the box pandora's box is opened, and all you can do is go forward and once you kind of go through that phase of going well you know, I've banged my head off the wall, of have blown fuses, I've decided I'm walking away from it. You actually come back stronger again, don't you? But it's, I guess what I'm trying to get at here is a book like yours is, is just so vital for anyone going through a spiritual awakening and for kids especially, because children are um, at various stages of life Trying to develop a personality of their own, trying to figure out where they fit in with the world, trying to understand, um, you know, what, what, what their relationship to their peers, other school children, and um, you know, society in general. Dealing with puberty, conflicting emotions. So, you know, to go through all that and to potentially potential through a spiritual awakening, with all those things that you say in your book, potential rejection. You know, not understanding from parents, uh, not understanding from community, must be extremely, extremely difficult. And to have, as I said, a book like this here is just so, so vital.
1: Mm, I certainly hope so. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: And some of the things you mentioned, you know, you mentioned your auras, the chakras, we talked about breath work, meditation, mandalas, yoga. There's just about everything in, in your book that, that, you could possibly want a child or someone to be instructed in, because as I said, I've been through all those things as an adult, and obviously mm-hmm. you went through all those type of things. Um, and one of the, the phrases that I, that I really liked in, in your book, and I wonder if you could elaborate a bit on it, is, is looking at the world through a child's eyes. Mm. It's about nurturing those spiritual gifts, and how society puts blocks upon those gifts.
1: I love that, yeah. <laughs> Thank you yeah, so I think as an adult, I think especially as children get older, you know older uh, young older teen into young adulthood, they start seeing life as what it is. you know we get our job in the way we we start you know um, thinking about things to just survive every day in the world like you said, you get busy and your mind is on more of earthly, you know, issues, and you kind of put your spirituality on the side, you don't have fun anymore, the stress gets to you, and that's where you get mentally and physically ill, and so I mean, and you know this too, doing completing readings, a lot of times, uh, especially psychic readings, a lot of times you always want to say, you need to go back to that childhood, you need to enjoy life, you need to look at the little things, you know, look at a tree Blowing because when a child first comes into the world, they are experiencing everything. It's almost like also, I, I don't know why it just came to mind, but it's also when you see have a puppy for the first time and the puppy, you know, sees a leaf and they see them, you know, yeah. that leaf being blown, and you're going, going, I don't know, to be afraid of this. So it's just looking at the eyes of a child, looking at it from a pre- fresh perspective. So whenever you do have a spiritual awakening, Think of it as, oh, my gosh, I'm a child. I'm learning this. You know, what can I learn from it? And don't judge it because children don't judge. They kind of look at it and go, okay, this is all fun and everything. (laughs) And and especially like snow, and especially being here in Texas, we don't see snow often. But my little puppy, when it saw snow for the first time, it was so much fun to watch. You know, it's like, oh, what is this? This is so... Great. So I think we all should be on a daily basis getting out of bed and a fresh mind and say, OK, what would a child see? you know, during this day? What do I want to see as a child?
0: Yeah. Now, Michelle, there's one of two things going on here. Either you've read my blog or oh. you really, really are psychic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yes, I, I had no. <laughs> I did read one blog, but I don't think it was about that. <laughs> it now, was the first well, one. Yeah. Part of my
0: part of my blog is dedicated to to messages that I receive from the higher self, um, which I'm assuming is the higher self anyway, or guides, whatever you want to call it, which is um which is fine anyway. But um the messages were common, it was kind of pre- uh, pre-trans, pre-trans training where I was verbalizing those messages. So I was just getting that, all right, okay, now I've got all this inspiration. I need to get this message down. And one of the messages was, um, I called it Wonder. And it was basically the same thing, about rising every day and looking through the eyes of a child. It was about knowing that we here on planet Earth, and they they said we. Now, I don't know who we are. It could be my guys. could be my whole team. They said we... We see what is happening on planet Earth. We know that you're getting up each day, you're fed up with your life, you're fed up with going to work. You know, there's no kind of joy in it, and you wish for a different life. But we can't help with that. What we can help you with is to see through the eyes of a child. Imagine that you're a child again and rise each day with wonder and wonder what the day is going to have with you. Like imagine how you feel when you feel around christmas time that kind of anticipation you know i wonder what's going to happen so rise each day and greet each day with wonder i wonder what i'm going to experience today i wonder what you know gifts are going to befall me or experience that i'm going to have and so i think you're just absolutely right that's exactly what what we need to do is is remember uh what it was like and and as a child and whenever i see children today they're so um because i think about this often well they're obviously indigo children the rainbow children because you can just see it i think that they see the light within you i think that they see the light they can spot that light they're so friendly and so welcoming and it depends on the age of them even you'll see baby staring at you Mm -hmm. i think that they see that light within you because they have that ability still with them
1: Absolutely. And I I totally agree. And I think too, and you know, and this, this is something that I did not put in the book, but I know when I was working with autism children, they would look off. And this is a child, you know, from three to five that I, I was working with. And they would kind of look off. And sometimes they would start laughing. I'm going, what? are you laughing at? (laughs) And they would just, and you could just see that they saw something. But I think that they can also see the earth's energy. You know, whatever is radiating from the earth, they can see the grids, they can see the different, you know, dimensions, everything. And they are not afraid of it. They're just in awe. And I think a lot of times they want to keep watching it. And here we bring them back to earth. That type of thing. But I'd love to call them kaleidoscope children because, you know, when you get a kaleidoscope and you look at the different patterns, um, that's, and it's kind of like a a sacred geometric pattern. I'm having tongue tied for that. So, yeah. So, you know, whenever I do uh, channeling with spirit through writing and drawing, I get a lot of geometric patterns. And so and I'm trying to figure out what everything means, you know, but I can just feel that pen going around. I'm going, OK, someday spirit will let me know what each pattern means, where I think children will pick it up immediately and know exactly what each pattern well me.
0: Yeah. And and kids, um, young young adults now it is you can see that they are a different um people always talking about oh the the young <laughs> of today, a crazy generation, without actually knowing what it means. It's 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 they are different souls, they are different spirits, they are more advanced, if you want to call it that. They're from higher vibrations, come here in order to raise the vibration of 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 this planet and help the rest of 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 us i should say because we're still learners in this too Mm -hmm. and and with that comes this idea of uh, a rejection of the old system Mm -hmm. you've got to get out and work hard you've got to you know get your exams you've got to get out and get a part-time job you've got to do this and kids nowadays are kind of like known (laughs) That don't impress me. No, maybe that's what you want to do. But I want to go out and seal the world. I want to go out and explore. I want to, you know, be a creative artist in in whichever field that is. And they're so adept at technology from such an early age. Um, And I think that's what it is. It's not that um, they're a crazy generation or morals have degraded in society. It, it's this idea that they're very spiritual and very, very special children. who Agreed. This, yeah. And I think that um, the, these type of children, because we're going to get on this because it's a, it's a massive subject. Um, because they're at such a high vibration, and this has come from from stuff that I've read, is they don't fit in with this vibration easily, mm-hmm. this more vibration. And so it causes... Um, one way of looking at it is it causes these kind of uh, problems or issues and um, they can't fit in this vibration so they, they're they're physically different um, and we label those things as well that person is autistic that person is um suffering with Asperger's. it's 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 not that they have a condition it's not that they're um i don't want to say stupid but it's not that they are um or slow or anything like that it's nothing to do with an intellect it's nothing to do with a physical so much a physical impairment it's because they have come from such a high vibration mm-hmm. these kind of vibrational waves don't fit in with them they don't think they can't cope with a physical body their mind is elsewhere and um, so yeah could you just talk about that just briefly because that is something that we really want to
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. um, And and I agree with you that, you know, we tend to, and especially working as a diagnostician, I was, you know, one that would help with that, is that we're trying to give them services. We want them to, you know, be able to be independent daily. And you're right there, they have such a sensitivity, you know, their sensory systems are just like, out of this world. And a lot of times that's when, if they don't know how to deal with that sensitivity in their sensory system, they will have meltdowns. And I know for these parents, it is a very difficult situation to handle if you have those meltdowns constantly and everything. Um, And I think that's, you know, one reason why we need to help the parents know how to cope with that whenever it does happen. But I, I think about it too. And we, we talked about Jesus earlier. Don't you know that his mother went through a lot of difficult stuff raising him? (laughs) So it's almost like these families are heroes to us, raising these kids that have this over-sensitive, over-energy and so forth, because they are vibrating at a different level. And I think because, and it's so funny that you said about, um, that we've gotten into the rhythm of life and it brings down our energy, but you know, with COVID and I keep bringing up COVID, it was kind of a awakening for everybody mm-hmm. saying, you know what? I'm not going back to my job that kept yep. me working 24 hours a day. I know there's more to life. So I think our energy is actually raising. And I think, yes, I think these kids, we can learn from them. That's why I loved working with all types of children. Cause I felt like, Hopefully they learn from me, but I learned so much from them, and um, and I think we can as adults just from again looking through the eyes of a child. But yes, yeah, so I think our energy, our world energy, is raising quite a bit.
0: Yeah, it's just it's 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 learning to reach these children in a way that they can understand. They this is why autism and um, I know high functioning autism. Um, is, is has been so misunderstood because we have yeah. not understood the way that we need to reach these children. You talk about this in your book that perhaps they're even communicating telepathically and we're trying to reach them with, with uh, instruments and poking and prodding at them and right. trying to get them to read a letter or a word or something like that Then they're probably in their mind going why is this person <laughs> bothering me? You know, my mind is cosmic and they're, they're, they're you know, like bleeding like a sheep or something like that to me mm-hmm. so it, it is it's learning to reach them through a way that they can understand and, and when we do that then we can we can learn so much from them um and obviously there are different types of children that that did you mention in your book and i think a lot of people will in the spiritual community will will understand this but i don't know if maybe you could talk maybe about the different um types of children like what 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 what's an indigo children compared to a ra- rainbow child, or what's the difference between a crystal child compared to a kaleidoscope child?
1: Yeah, it's very interesting through my research. Okay. So, and I thought, oh my gosh, I started in the 60s. And I was actually, of course, this ages me, but I was born in the 60s. <laughs> but uh Nancy Tate was actually, and I guess you could call her a psychic. But she could see oars around people, and especially with the children that she worked with, she could see the indigo. So there's where the name came from. And these indigo children were so, to, are supposed to teach us, you know, again, how to love and how to be spiritual. And a lot of these kids had the ADHD. You know, they were just like... <laughs> bouncing up all the time my brother was hyperactive I'm thinking maybe he was <laughs> spiritual but anyway so and then after that came the crystal children and what I understand is a lot of the indigo children um had crystal children okay and they they their pathway was almost the same as their parents okay but um but they were much more accepting where indigo children were not as accepting because they would not accept. Um, I don't want to say accept authority, but they if it wasn't something spiritual or in um, the laws and the rules and the regulation didn't have that spirituality they would get angry because they were like warriors. They were saying, I'm going to change things (laughs) where crystal uh, crystal children were going, okay, let's calm down now. Let's have that love and the peace (laughs) and everything else. And then the rainbow children um, um, also have come for the love and everything. So it's very interesting how each generation has their own energy, you know, um, for the earth. And I know that um, Doreen, um, Oh I'm like a virtue with the crystal children and she uh, received this information from angels. So that's where the crystal children came from. So it seems like each generation, somebody is, I don't want to say labeling these children, but, but to me, we shouldn't really look at the label. I mean, we should say, yeah, they do have a purpose. And I think even if you don't fit that category or you don't see yourself in that, you're still a light worker.
0: Absolutely, and uh, like I've through my own kind of work I sent one or two wee things for you just to just to kind of recognise whether you are that type of person. Uh, the terminology that I would kind of use is a wanderer, but it's basically yeah. explaining the same thing. It's 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 a soul or a spirit who's come from one of the many higher vibrations down into the planet Earth for this idea of raising the vibration. Um, and I guess it's probably important for anyone who actually doesn't know what we're talking, reason the vibration, what are they talking about? Yes. Stuff? <laughs> it's kind of this idea that there's a kind of new earth coming and um, that we all kind of have to be ready for it or we're all kind of, um, we, we need to leave the old kind of world behind, the old kind of system that that we've kind of grown up in or has been kind of going on for the last lot of thousands of years and. it seems to be something that's going to be very much based in love and understanding. And this is why we're seeing a lot of these kids coming in and, you know, and and a lot of this talk about love and stuff. So I I just wanted to clarify that just slightly. I don't know if that's your understanding or not, but.
1: Yes. And it absolutely is my, yes, understanding that we are kind of going into a different new age and everything. But um, but I think it, it also helps people become more aware because they we still have that low energy and we still need to bring up those vibrations for everybody again it's education to and just loving life will bring up that vibration and to me it just brings the love and while we're all here right and i i think it's interesting you brought up the wanders because a lot of times and i know i felt alone i felt i thought Are other people like me? You know, that kind of thing. You do feel alone. And I think when you do, you need to relate. And thank goodness for the internet that you need to get on and find people that are experiencing the same thing you are. Because you do, you wonder. I mean, it's like, I know I don't fit here, but I you know, but I'm here, so I have to <laughs> I I have a mission to do, you know, something to do. So so yeah, so there again with education, I think it's really important for these wanderers to get together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one thing that just came to mind there to me when I when you were talking, I thought, like, you know, never mind children, you know, there, there's so many adults that, that could be doing with Michelle's teachings and Michelle. <laughs> There's so many adults who are lost out there who are pretty much need to go through the same process as these children are because there are so many people as as, as we've talked about there who display those characteristics and i think that the important thing to remember is that we call these children indigo children rainbow children crystal children but because coming to this planet <clears throat> involves taking a, a physical body and the kind of you have to go through a mind wipe um it it it's having to try and find that memory again. It's having to, and it's it's not like you have this direct connection to source. It's I kind of know that I meant to do something a bit different. You know, I, I feel that I'm different. I I have this vague sense that you know I'm meant for something more. But unless you have um, some sort of teaching or some sort of person that you you can speak to, a lot of people go through life never actually. Um, having that realization, never having that spiritual awakening. I think more people could could absolutely benefit from teachings like yours, from books like yours. I think a lot of people um, end up as alcoholics and drug mm-hmm. addicts, on the streets, homeless, not because they want that life or because they're bad people or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them, because they feel that Disconnection inside them, and they don't know where to go to, and they can't explain it. And because as a society we're all kind of separated, and we don't talk about this quite enough, they feel that they've nobody to to talk to, and so they try and bury those feelings through alcohol and drug addiction and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, I agree yeah. totally. And, and you know what? What's very interesting is being a psychic medium, and I've I've talked to others your energy and your experiences, you actually attract people that need your type of healing. So if you've gone through alcoholism, you'll have a lot of people needing readings from you and healing from you that have gone through alcoholism. So I think it—you know it's interesting about those different experiences. You're right. They're not bad people. They just don't know where to go. And sometimes alcohol will be their friend and again they just need to find somebody and find that support
0: absolutely and i think you're right Axie, as well you know that being a healer as well you find a lot you know a lot of people who are drawn to you who you it's, it's also it's also not about actually um i don't want to say it's not about that. let me try and get my words right here it is obviously about giving the healing but healing also involves having the right words to say to a person right that's as much a part of healing as putting hands on as sending love light energy whatever form of healing you practice Mm -hmm. it's about having the right words to say to that person to to send them away and i know when i whenever i do my healing and in in, um my charity that we see people coming through the door broken and, and crying and and don't quite know what you know, what way to do, or in, in a dis, uh, in in any kind of state, um, and to actually administer healing, but also to find the right words to give to that person and to see them leave, um, is just something that money cannot buy, and that's, that's what right. really draws me, draws me to healing. You know, the 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 importance of it. You know, to, to help change someone's life, um. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's right, it's it's from your own experiences and, and, and telling people, well, look, I've been in a similar situation, maybe mm-hmm. not quite to the extent that you've been in, maybe not the exact same circumstances, but I can absolutely relate and look at what I'm doing, you know, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. I think it just provides such inspiration. And um, I just kind of wonder, uh, you mentioned that you're a healer, and I, I actually didn't quite find out too much about that. And from just doing a little bit of research and just wondering, could you talk maybe just a little bit about that?
1: Right, right, right. Well, I really, and exactly what you said. um, I think being a healer, it's almost like you're a light worker, okay? And a light worker can just, if you pass somebody in the street and you smile at them, you're being a healer. OK, so I think whenever I meet with clients, you know, for either psychic reading or mediumship reading. Now, if I, I meet them for psychic reading, it's more about them. Right. So whatever they're going on in their life and I always tell them I connect in with your team, I connect in with the you know, a spirit, with the source and whatever message that I give you is for you and you alone. You know, and sometimes they'll be going, I don't accept that. It's like, it's okay. You don't need to accept it right now. Let's write it down. And then you can refer to it later. But you still have some type of healing going on. And a lot of times I get my energy and I'm able to um, send them love energy. And they you know, they can feel it. They may not really understand it, but with mediumship, a lot of times my clients are going through, you know, um, the grieving process and just knowing that their loved one said hello from the other side, that just does so much healing. So whenever I heal, it's not just me. You know, I, I, I feel like I am a healer, but I uh, bring, you know, the love source or divine, whoever you believe in, to, and angels to come and help. So, and I just, I'm just here to help them do the healing.
0: Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I should have really clarified that, you know, performing psychic work, performing mediumship is also, it's all healing really at the end of the day, you know, we we can put labels on it, but, you know, they're just different forms of healing really at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. because what we're doing ultimately is all in service to everyone else. If you're actually uh, giving, you know, a type of healing Raggy healing or spiritual healing or whatever else you're obviously healing if you are giving a reading to someone through mediumship or psychic um psychic reading you're still healing at the end of the day you're, you're giving that person information or some sort of um relief from 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 their emotions from their trauma um, that they didn't have before. So ultimately, everything that we're doing is ultimately healing, really, at the end of the day, really, isn't right. it? Yeah. Thank you for reminding me about that or for putting that idea into my head. Um, I guess one of the other things that I, I wanted to talk about, and I don't know whether we've kind of covered it before, is um, we see many people who will, will say that they're leading a spiritual life and they will identify themselves as spiritual. But Mm -hmm. that seems to be something very different from the spiritualism that we are talking about, and that's people with spiritual gifts.
1: Right. I'm wondering, is
0: there, because reading this question back, or reading this statement back to myself and going, I don't know how the hell I would answer that, so I'm hoping I'm not putting you in a difficult spot by asking you to, to give your thoughts on it.
1: Okay, well, there's actually, yeah, so spiritualism is actually a religion. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that they practice it in uh, England or Britain, and they also practice it here in the U.S. They all, uh, both of the spiritualism churches um, have different principles. I can't remember if we have nine or, (laughs) but anyway, so yeah, so there's, and you can actually be a Christian and be, you know, a spiritualist. A spiritualist as well. Um, Lilydale, which is in New York, um, was created in the late 1800s for people who really believed in spirit and who were mediums. They would come together and go to Lilydale and they would do mediumship. And so that's whenever it started in the United States. Now to be spiritual, I think that, and it means different for different people. Um, it's just knowing that there is something higher than yourself, even though, you know, we have our true selves and, you know, we believe in our spirit team and that we're in charge. We have free will and, you know, we've got a plan and everything. It's always good to know that there's something that's a higher good that really has, made not only us, but everything all together. And just knowing that we're all one, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, and knowing life is spiritual. You can just, you know, live daily and just feel that spiritual. So there is a, a little, there is a difference where spiritualism, where you are practicing a lot of times, or you believe in mediumship, you know, connecting with the other side.
0: Yeah. That, that's actually a really brilliant answer. <laughs> I got more out of that answer than I thought that uh, I would have. Yeah. So yeah, really, really good. Um, I guess, I, you know, one of the things that we kind of talk about too is, um, and one of the things that you mentioned in your book is, is that it's kind of not all um, rosy. There can be mm-hmm. A sort of dark side if you like to, to this here especially if you don't have the right um environment right educators right teachers around you then kids kids being kids as well they're always kind of looking to rebel and stuff like that can sort of become involved in you know maybe kind of like uh culty type of behavior and, and stuff and i know from my own self that this was kind of like my kind of growing up i was kind of you know, looking into cults and looking into uh, uh, heavy metal bands and stuff like that, and, you know, magic spells and stuff like that. I think uh, ultimately it was quite innocent. It was just that kind of part of growing up and finding your boundaries. Mm-hmm. But there can be a very kind of dark side to it where kids do become involved in drugs and booze, booze mm-hmm. through various cults. And I'm wondering if um, there's anything that you could talk about on that there. Have you any...
1: Right. Well, and I think it's really important for parents to be aware of it, because a lot of times, again, if you're, you know, feeling the spirit world and you're being shut down and you're not being accepted for who you are you're going to find other people who will accept you. It's almost like being a gang member, right? So they're going to experiment. And I know the Ouija boards, and it depends on what you think. And I think it's your intention when you use a Ouija board. I mean, I I experienced with Ouija boards. It wasn't for me. It actually kind of scared me when I was diving into it because I had my dog sitting next to me and he started barking and I'm going, okay, I'm done. (laughs) but, But again, it's your intention. So some, I mean, I know some psychic mediums that will use a Ouija board and, you know, they love and light and everything else. But whenever you're a teenager and you get in this cold and you get that lower vibe, the lower energy, and you start harming yourself or you start cutting yourself, there's other things going on. Um, but But they're just trying to, you know, be accepted, just like an alcohol, like what we just talked about. If, you know, you're trying, you're using drugs to be, you know, to numb yourself. Well, they're trying to find, you know, an acceptance, especially when you're a teenager. We all do, right? But I think parents need to be aware of it. And if they see this going on, they really need to sit their child down and have a conversation and just say, we know what you're doing. We, you know, that's something that you're learning, but you can also get hurt from it.
0: Yeah, brilliant, fantastic. And it kind of leads on to this next part of the book where you have all these kind of um, things in place for parents, you know, what parents can do if they suspect their child has spiritual abilities and who can they go to and what can they do. And um, some of the things that we've obviously kind of talked about, you know, about um, learning the meditation from a very early age, which is a fascinating one. I think you've mentioned it's like a minute for every year of their life that they have mm-hmm. been alive, so if they're seven years of age, no more than seven minutes, which is which is really brilliant. Learning them breath work types of breath work and stuff like that, teaching them about aura, chakras, coloring in's, and um, vision boards for for older people, and mm-hmm. um, all that sort of stuff. And I, I just think that's really really fascinating. I'm wondering if you could um, talk maybe about that. Oh yeah, you've also got um, bubble wands, straws. <laughs> crystal smudging, which which I've done myself, and obviously prayer, and I think that's all stuff that parents can do with children. You know, if they're mm-hmm. open to it, and um, if they're willing to, to develop their 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 child's spiritual abilities, because I'm sure there are some people who who obviously aren't who can kind of reject that. So it's very very important to if you're going to accept it to, and um, to start exploring these these things and learning with your child too.
1: Absolutely. And I think um, if if you have do have a family that comes to you as a light worker, you need to also look to see where the parents' beliefs are. Because a lot of times, yeah, if we say, okay, to a Christian family, we want you to get crystals. We want you to get it sage. And they're going to be going, no, I want you out of here. <laughs> so you really need to see where the family is coming from. And then, yes, yeah, so as the family is learning all these techniques that their child can do and they're beginning to accept it, the family really needs to do it with the child because it's almost like, you know, a family that prays together, stays together is what they say, you know. So I think in, if even if you don't believe what your child believes in, because I know a lot of teenagers will start believing in different things, you as a parent, you need to accept it and i think if you meditate with your child it's like they feel supported and as a parent you can also learn so much spiritual from meditation but if 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 you give the parent different art activities or something that they can do with their child they will bond much better and the child will open up and be able to explain everything that is going on in their life. You know, so instead of going, I'm not going to talk about it, they'll be more open to it and accepting of others.
0: And uh, there's a couple of different things that you've mentioned then as a child kind of develops um, where where they can start or maybe not develops, but certainly get into, you know, the older years, uh, years. Teenage years, which is automatic writing, you know, oracle cards, dream interpretation, which is a massive part of the book. Um, and something that I'd never heard of before, which is an orograph.
1: Yes. Yes. And that is, it's almost like a it's spirit art. So whenever you do an orograph, Um, And it, oh my gosh, this was, this has been going on since I want to say World War II is whenever it was really developed. Um, But, but what you do is, and you can use cards to develop it, but it's almost like a psychic reading on paper and you do it in a circle. Okay. And that's a very symbolic. And, but I've, I've learned how not to use, I don't like board boundaries. (laughs) I don't do mine in a circle anymore, but you can just use different colors. Whatever color comes to you, you can use symbols and it becomes like an art piece for a person and whatever they're going through spiritually. And it's like, ah, this, it really is something concrete that the reader can take home. And it really resonates with them. I mean, you can say, oh, yeah, I see a car, you know, in my reading. Did your loved one or whoever die in a car? Or are you afraid of cars? And they'll accept that reading. But if you put it into artwork, it just becomes powerful. Because, again, you're using that imagination. So it's almost like a story of somebody's life on this on the uh, graph
0: yeah yeah but really really brilliant really interesting and obviously you know you've mentioned that kids can start actually if they're into photography make their own oracle cards which is not something that i ever thought you know of doing before but it sounds like a really interesting concept you know based on your own photographs that you're taking you start associating them with with things and develop them into your own oracle cards and i guess they have more of a because we both know you know you're meant to develop a, a connection with your cards Mm-hmm. You know, you're meant to have them and, you know, have your own energy and become comfortable with them. And what a better way to develop a connection if you've made your own Oracle cards from photographs mm-hmm. that, that are inspiring to you. Brilliant. I actually, I absolutely love them. I guess this leads us on to the colors then, which are, you know, um, things that we we um, are are things that potentially parents can watch out for and parents can learn to identify when a child is, you um, Displaying one of these clairs, and um, I don't know about you, but I I was not aware that there was like eight clairs, so maybe that's just me lacking in my knowledge. <laughs> but I was like, what eight clairs? I, I really must have to find out about this. Um, and I guess it's, it's it's just very valuable for anyone who's listening in or watching this, you know, to understand what these clairs are, and um, they're part of your your clairvoyance, your 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 psychic abilities. And we have clair audience which is your psychic hearing. And I'm going to ask you just to talk slightly about them and hope that <laughs> hope you're able to give a little description on them.
1: Okay. So, yeah, and even, like you said, I've had to learn the clairs. And I when I talk to clients, I don't really say the clairs. I explain how I'm getting the information. Okay. So a lot of times, so I actually have to look at my list because I don't really use that terminology much, but I know exactly what it is. But, okay, so let's start with clear clear cognitance. Okay, and that is clear knowing. So whenever you are born, everybody is born with clear knowing. And that is just knowing something, using that gut feeling that you have, Um, you know, and and we tend to ignore that and you shouldn't, (laughs) but just knowing something. And whenever I'm doing psychic and mediumship, I always tell them, I just know I need to tell you something. So that's kind of that kind of Claire. Claire, sentience is a kind of feeling. Now that's a little bit different. That's like if if you are around somebody who is sad, you're gonna feel how they feel. Okay. You're gonna feel sad. It's almost like being an empath. Or if if they're if somebody died of a heart failure, sometimes you'll have that feeling and you're going, oh my gosh your loved one died of a heart. Now, I don't use that. You know, a lot of people do. I tell my uh, team, I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to feel anything. And when I do my readings, I don't talk about how somebody dies because they want to talk about their life, basically. Okay, clairvoyance. Oh my gosh, children have this where you have visions, okay? And talking about um, you, you have pictures that come to you. And um, a lot of times all this I'll be talking and I'll have like a car. Okay. I'll have a vision of a car and it it's almost like watching a movie and I just know something happened and I'll say, okay, I don't understand this, but I'm going to explain what I see. And a lot of times you can just see the the client go, Oh, oh, I understand completely what you're talking about. Okay. But, but yeah, and that's where you're using your imagination. You're not using logic. Um, and then, oh, clear audience. Okay. is hearing. So when you say hearing, you're actually hearing inside your mind. Um, this is where I thought I was hearing voices. And I told my mentor, I said, I, they're hearing, I hear my voice, but it's not my thoughts. And she goes, that's mediumship. They are actually talking through your voice because, um, a lot, a lot of times they'll use your voice because they don't have a voice, of course, or just energy. So, uh, that's how, whenever I communicate with a loved one on the other side, it's almost like a conversation. I ask them questions and they answer back. So, it's almost telepathically to spirit, but that's when you're hearing something. So when you hear something, you're not going crazy. (laughs) if you're developing that you just learn how to do it okay so claire scent is when smelling now a lot of people can smell if they're connecting in with a loved one they smell perfume in a different flavor of of a a loved one used to maybe wear a flower scent and they smell that or they smell smoke um i don't do you do that Do you have that clear
0: uh, no I, I, it's normally not something that's in development in, in me Claire, audience and the the the, the scent one and um, they're two that are very um i would say completely underdeveloped but um just in bed the other night i just before i drifted off i started smelling smoke i started oh. smelling smoke, and i knew that that was um, my partner's deceased mother coming through. oh wow so, Yeah. Yeah, yeah so
1: and, I, and that's awesome. That that to me is just love right there, that they're connecting with you and they knew how to do it. Yeah, that's just, that is totally awesome. Um, have you ever tasted something? Like
0: I, you know, I don't I don't think I've ever tasted anything. Like probably that's I just gonna say that's the, the least one. My mm-hmm. um my clercognience, my clairvoyance and my clear probably sentience would be my most strong ones whenever i'm doing psycho work or psychic um, or or mediumship they would be normally how i would get messages through i don't think i've ever tasted anything i, could be right. Right. I don't think i've ever i could hear people go i'm getting this taste in my mouth <laughs> but it's not something that, that, that has come to me at all
1: now i had that experience where i was in yeah. a I want to say haunted home, you know that they had spirits around and I and I've heard that lower energy vibration can do this but I I tasted metallic it was almost like death, you know that kind of thing. So I knew I was around a spirit that had that lower energy. It didn't scare me, but it's like, oh, that's awful tasting. Now, now, uh, one thing that we didn't talk about is holding an object and getting information from it. Oh, yes. I can't. Oh, I've tried to do that, and I, I don't have that ability. Do you?
0: Um, I think we call it something here over in the UK. It's called um it's called a a, a particular particular name i can't remember what the hell the name of it but i've been to workshops in which they've done that and yeah actually we've done that um i'm not too sure whether it is holding the object or reading it but but certainly um give give readings from ribbons oh right right leaves and Mm -hmm and obviously cards and just an object from from a person i think it's just a transference of energy you're picking Mm -hmm. up on on the energy really And but there is there is a term for it i can't remember what the hell it is but right right. Just all these kind of different things but definitely my my i just think people have it have these colors some are more Mm -hmm. stronger than the other i don't think that anyone has all of these clerks functions certainly not that i've experienced that yeah
1: either. i haven't either i agree
0: yeah but if you know
1: playing, was we're that all it? different yeah <laughs> i think
0: there was um, uh clerk hanging seat i think that's it the clerk is not that, that- it?
1: Yeah. So whenever, like what we're talking about an object, it's almost like when somebody goes into a room and they can touch the wall, they can really feel the energy of the wall and get some information that way. So it's just touching or even touch. Oh, I know. And another thing is, okay, I had a, a friend that actually could not wear used clothes. Because she could feel the energy of a of the person or sleep in a bed in a hotel room because she could feel you know the different energy that was left behind. So but yes, so I don't have that as well. <laughs> Thank goodness I, I I wear used clothing quite a bit. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. It is amazing, but you know, because I, I kind of like or have been in a in a kind of group and we've set up Zoom. You know, uh, meetings for for our kind of small group, which are developing mediums and psychics, and it's just amazing to see, you know, the the different abilities and different gifts that each person displays, and we can kind of, oh go, God, I wish, I wish I had that ability, but they're probably, uh, well, not probably. I know that the same people are going, well, I wish I had your ability. You know, I wish thing and it, I guess it's yeah. it's just a just recognition that we're all blessed in different ways. We we all have these different colours, and I think that most people in society have them at some level. They're just underdeveloped and misunderstood, mm. really, at the, at the end of the day. It's amazing actually how many people um think I've never done anything like this before, and then they turn out that they have a, a latent ability, you know, God, I didn't realise they could do anything like this. It, it, right. it is fascinating i do miss that i really do miss that and i hope one day that i do get um, an opportunity to go back and really develop my 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 psychic you know abilities and that kind of leads into whole different things like yeah, remote viewing and all that sort of stuff as well there's so many different things that you can do with, with psychic awareness but anyway yeah i think i think that was everything i think no empathy wasn't it there was a last one for empathy the clerk yeah. Which Oh, I... and that
1: is, yes. And that's, I definitely, and children have that, but yes. And I want to say a majority of, I know we were saying that not everybody has it, but empathy, you know, you really, you know, I don't think you become a light worker unless you do have empathy for others, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. So I, I think mean, we all have that.
0: I mean, it's not, um, it's not this. Cr- sometimes it can be difficult. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, empathy does not mean to say, oh, I feel love all the time. You can pick up on on, on on society in general. And sometimes you're feeling completely out of sync and go, why do I feel so down and so low? And if you don't understand that you're empathetic, then you'll probably have a hard time of it. But if you do understand that, you know, sometimes you'll forget it. But sometimes I go days and I go, what the hell is going on with me? Why am (laughs) I so low? And I'm trying all these different techniques. I'll put on love songs or I'll put on high vibrational music. No, it's Mm -hmm. not working. Okay. Maybe I need a bit of comedy in my life. Maybe. No, that's not working. Okay. A bit of positive thinking. No, that's not working. Okay. Stop the thoughts and change the subject. It doesn't work until you actually realize all oh, right okay i'm picking up on mm-hmm. either sadie or else we're going through a shift is another one people who are empathetic will will understand these uh vibrations that are that are hitting the earth and um, mm-hmm. in order to, to help people you know assist them to go through this Um, but sometimes i i, I kind of like a, attribute this or kind of have this analogy it's like standing with your back either to the sea and waves coming in you don't see the wave coming in you only notice it when you're experiencing it and it's kind of got there we don't know when these things are coming it's only we're slap bang in the middle of it and we go oh my god oh, yeah. realize what it is it's experiencing yeah. so empathy is is while it's while it's a beautiful gift sometimes it can be difficult to deal with And certainly, when you when you're exposed to negative people and negative negative energies, absolutely, um, yeah, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a kind of spiritual energy, but Mm -mm. maybe an energy that's left in the room from a bad atmosphere or an argument or something like that. There, we can, as empathetic people and as empathetic psychics, we can pick up on that and can lower a vibration. So it is very very interesting. And so I guess what, one of the other things that I, I wanted to talk about is we've talked about the family, we've talked about the children, we've talked about you know, family, uh, um, family members and their responsibility towards psychic children. But one of the things that you mentioned in your book as well, which is really great, is if you're a spiritual light worker, if you're a psychic, a medium, who is looking to offer their help to, um, to parents of psychic children, and I, I can't remember if we mentioned this as the start of it or just before it, where I was saying, like, before I read your book, and um, if anyone had to come to me and said, like, my child is displaying all these abilities, can you help? Mm-hmm. I kind of like, well, uh, I know Literally all these yes. things, but I would no idea how to put them all into practice. Mm-hmm. And what you have here is guidelines um for, for people who are looking to offer their help for light workers. Um, for consent, for written consent, you have forms written out that people can copy, you know, like legal kind of tender, um, uh, payment release, what to do, you know, how to charge people if they're late. And also recommending, you know, uh, if the parents needed medical counsellors or medical services outside of spiritual services. And... Um, And also, when it's time to to leave that family, to to, to flourish on their own, um, or when to come back and check on them, I'm wondering, could you talk about just that end of it?
1: Oh, okay. Whenever to leave a family?
0: um, aspect of it, you know, this... Oh, okay. Okay. Where did you get that idea from, or was that part of your training, you know, to, okay, Michelle, if you're going to go out and do this work, you need to have these rules and guidelines in place?
1: Well, and absolutely. So um, and that's kind of a clinical point of view whenever, you know, I worked in the education business, but I think it's just great, edu- uh, great communication with a parent because you need to say, you know, I'm going to provide this service. I want to make sure that you understand all my services, that it's not. You know it's all holistic it's not you know uh, like the medical business um it's more holistic thinking and so the parent needs to understand it and because the child is a minor and you're working with the family and with a child you want to again say um Just put everything out there and say, this is all we're going to do. And I need your permission. So I, you know, I need it in writing because you never know. Sometimes parents will get emotional and then they start, you know, and I don't want to start say I'm blaming you but you know they've got sometimes some triggers we all do and so it's almost like being a therapist but not because again it's holistic Um, and so that's why the forms are in there but there is questionnaires as well because you want to know where the child is coming from what part of the life is the spirituality the spiritual um, events happening is it interfering with their self-esteem is it interfering with their social or their friends like you know saying get out of here i don't want to talk to you anymore or is it really hurting the family dynamic so that's why it's really important to get the more information the better and then of course you know we're there to get paid right so you need to make sure that the family understands what your payment plan is and i mean because it is a business right and then um You need to know when to stop the services, say, okay, when we um, we're going to meet once a month, once a month or once a week. I'm going to give you homework, you know, exercises that you can do with your child. And then if if you feel comfortable enough after two months of working with me, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, maybe put you on consult or leave you on your own. Because what you don't want is a light worker. You don't want these parents Um, leaning on you too much because they're on their own journey. You're there to kind of consult with them and lead them on their way. They, you know, if they're calling you in the middle of the night, 24 hours a day, they're not going to learn how to do it themselves, know how to control it. So that's why you need to kind of give them their tools and say, here you go. (laughs) And then, and, but every child will go through different levels of development and they may need to call you back in six months, which is fine. um, And then you help them again, but you just don't want them to depend too much on you. It's almost like as a psychic medium, you'll get the same customers like once a week and it's like, okay. You're obsessed with getting getting readings. You don't need to do that because it doesn't nothing changes usually, yes. you know, three to six months. So so that that's kind of the same thing. You want them to be independent family and just give them some guidance. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes perfect Let's sense.
0: That. that makes that's exactly the answer I was looking for. And you're absolutely right. You know, like there's really no point in, in, in any work we do, whether it's giving a family counselling or guidance, giving someone a, a, a psychic reading or a, a, a mediumship reading, there's no point them coming back a week, two weeks, even three months later, if they haven't put the advice into practice. And that's what it's right. all about. Nothing's going to change for them. The advice is still going to be the same unless you have you know put that advice into practice and are, are now finding something new that's really come up. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that pretty much answers everything. One thing I did want to mention, I forgot to actually say to you, is I always think of mediumship as like a game of charades, isn't it? You know, that, that we're standing there and the spur are going, like, it's a movie, two syllables, and we're having to try and interpret the message together. Uh-huh. So that's kind of like my kind of analogy for, for mediumship. But for anyone who doesn't understand the way it works mm. it, it's done through, um, as you mentioned, all these different clergy, and a large part of that is, is your imagination and your feelings. Two um, fundamentally vital things that we tend to overlook in our modern society. We're told are pretty much worthless. It's only your imagination of just forget about it. It's only your imagination. Yeah. Real? It's only your imagination. But knowing, you know, how vital your imagination is in, in mediumship and how much your feelings play a role in that there. It just seems crazy that, you know, the, the entire world should be turned upside down to completely value these things that we've been taught are fairly worthless in society. Mm-hmm. Could you just give a quick um, sage-like answer on that?
1: On how society has, like, turned it off? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, because a lot of times they'll say, oh, you didn't hear anything, it was coincidental or, you know... Um, there again, you're getting that logical mind into the scheme of things. They're thinking way too much about it. They're not looking at it spiritually. Um, That, yes, things can actually happen. You can actually, you know, get that mediumship. Um, and what really, I think... I want to put it this way. A lot of times when, when I'm doing mediumship, when you, you know, a lot of times you'll go, they'll go, oh yeah, you can do that. Right. You know, they're just kind of listening. But once you start bringing in that evidence, they're going, their eyes get bigger and they're going, how did you know that? And I know that mediumship is kind of changing because, you know, I, I could, you know, tell you the truth. I could, if somebody gave me their name and, and I looked up, their name, and I looked on their Facebook page, I could see all of their family members and everything. And so there's different kinds of evidence, you know, there's like, I know when your loved one was born, you know, I know what they look like, you know, whatever. But when you start talking about memories, you don't necessarily have that on Facebook. And especially when you're little and you're, you know, cause I always ask the spirit, kind of give me, you know, some memory for so that they understand that it is you. And it just takes a little piece and they go, Oh my gosh, now I really believe it. Yeah. And I think that society gets that logic in there just like anything else. And they're going, Oh, you don't smell anything or that didn't move. Or, you know, that penny was there because somebody dropped it. <laughs> You know, and so, um, so it's just again the people that put the logic in there—they don't understand it. They're just not at that point yet to understand it. But I think we as light workers can plant the seed along the way and say there is something to this.
0: Absolutely brilliant explanation. Absolutely perfectly put. So we're coming to the end of this, unfortunately, because we could talk all day. I
1: <laughs> absolutely. Just
0: actually, because you're absolutely right there. I was doing a healing um, on a few people and actually a message started coming through for them and I was kind of like, well, listen, I'm trying to do healing here. Please, you know, go away, <laughs> which was the wrong thing to do. But that's the way I've been taught, you know, which is kind of outdated now and but anyway after it i was giving the people the the pieces of information because it wasn't meant to be a better reading and there was something that i'd mentioned which meant something to that 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 lady and her husband and specifically for the lady and she's like you could not have known that you could Mm -hmm. not that because i've never spoke about that to anyone and that's where you have the proof that's how you know a fraud because there are frauds in this game too who will read facebook and i actually listened to something very very uh, recently there which was really interesting it was on the bbc website and um, fake medium we called it and it was about the shady world of mediumship and psychic readings back in like the early 19th century and it was <laughs> Listen to the, and listening and to their techniques made me doubt my own a bit oh my god am i making am i giving someone a hot reading and stuff Really, so it, it just goes to show you that that was back then. Mm-hmm. They were doing hot readings, cold readings, all these different silly things that they would do, but some ingenious things. And I guess in today's modern society, where we have access to technology and people put so much of their lives up on the internet for all to see, this is what differentiates someone who is a genuine psychic, a genuine medium, from someone as a fraud, when they're able to pluck something, and that person says, you could not have known that day, there's mm-hmm. no way. That's yeah, that, yeah. That's what it's all about. So absolutely brilliant. Michelle, what does the future then hold for you? Have you any plans, you any <laughs> grand plans then?
1: <laughs> oh, I love that, you know, um, yes to stay alive. <laughs> okay, so it's very interesting because I want to, I'm the same way. I don't know how this is going to play out, you know, because I feel like, Again, a calling. Sometimes you don't know. I'm letting the process go because I feel like a lot of times if I try to choose to do something that's, you know, uh, I'm interfering with the process and, you know, with everything. So um, I'm just hoping to continue and strengthen and heal people and and plant that seed that there is something greater than ourselves and to have that faith and be inspirational and uh we will see what what comes out in the next couple of years
0: brilliant and where can people find you then if if they want to find you if they want to find your your new book where can that be purchased
1: Okay. So, well, first to find the book, you can go to Amazon or any bookstore um, online. And then I would really to find me to go to my website, which is www.michellehendersonmedium.com.
0: Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And I would really urge people to, to buy Michelle's new book, um, I've completely forgotten the title again. You'll have to. Oh, no,
1: okay. it's okay. Uh, maybe I should have, you know, yeah, changed
0: Everybody else goes here, to white. it in. is. Absolutely. There we go. Spiritual Nurturing for Intuitive Children. I've read the book. I'll give it to Zen a seal of approval. Not that that really Thank means you. very much. But it it is really a fascinating book, and if you've enjoyed listening to this interview, if you're intrigued by some of the things that we've talked about, if you have children who have been diagnosed with autism or are on the autism spectrum, um, if if they're playing up, if you don't know what, what to do for them, it might be worth your while looking into this here. Um, we're generally not far wrong. Our psychic radar is, is, is generally thing. And I can see that Michelle's is, is bang on the money, as they say. Um, Michelle, I know that you can already um, give a little spiel there, but I think one kind of message for parents who are viewing this, for people who are interested in developing psychic work, is there something that you could just sum up, that you live by, some sort of creed? That's going to change the world and be remembered like two, <laughs> in 2000 years' time.
1: <laughs> well, I certainly hope so. Now, um, what I love to tell people, because I, this is the lesson that I have learned along the way, is to be able, you know, you need to embrace who you are. If that means being a psychic, being a light worker, just being, you know, you every day, just being a basic human being, you need to accept who you are and embrace that and show people your authentic self. Because once you start, you know, kind of hiding behind doors, per se, and not showing your true self, you're not going to learn from it. And you're not going to see the um, the wonderful world that you can live in. Once you accept it, show others your authentic self. I mean, every day is just like looking through a child's eye, just wonderful.
0: That's just amazing, it really is. And I'm going to leave it there. I could jump on and talk more because I'm feeling there's more to (laughs) talk about, but I really want to leave people with that beautiful message. Michelle, it's been an absolute delight reading your book, learning from you as well, and listening to you. You're such a bubbly, interesting person. And I think that the work that you're doing is vital. And i really do hope that more people avail your services and purchase this book because i think it's so so vital especially in these times too where um this new kind of shift this new vibration is coming in and it's throwing up a lot of stuff for a lot of people a lot of people don't understand what's going on or what they're experiencing and right. they need guidance they absolutely need guidance children and parents too so please do avail, and I, I will definitely be sending and asking for for spirits to send as much help your way. Hopefully, you'll not be overburdened. but
1: <laughs> It's okay. That's why I'm here. So, yes. Well, thank you.
0: We're going to leave it there, and I think we're going to go and have a game of spiritual charades after the broadcast. <laughs>